reading from the book of Revelation. God's temple in heaven was opened, and the ark of his covenant could be seen in the temple. A great sign appeared in the sky, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of twelve stars. She was with child and wailed aloud in pain as she labored to give birth. Then another sign appeared in the sky. It was a huge red dragon with seven heads and ten horns, and on its heads were seven diadems. Its tail swapped away a third of the stars in the sky and hurled them down to the earth. Then the dragon stood before the woman about to give birth, to devour her child, and she gave birth. She gave birth to a son, a male child, destined to rule all the nations with, his, with an iron rod. Her child was caught up to God and his throne. The woman herself fled into the desert, where she had a place prepared by God. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, Now have salvation and power come, in the kingdom of our God, and the authority of his anointed. Verbum Domini.
Dominus vobiscum. Lexio Sancti Evangelii secundum Lucam. Mary set out and traveled to the hill country in haste to a town of Judah where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the infant leapt in her womb. And Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, cried out in a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how does this happen to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For at the moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the infant in my womb leapt for joy. Blessed are you who believe that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. And Mary said, My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Verbum Domini. Laudator Jesus Christus, praise be Jesus Christ. Today as we celebrate this awesome feast of Our Lady Guadalupe, which began on this very day in 1531, I must first ask for your prayers today for two intentions. One, the seminarians where I teach at Mount St. Mary's Seminary in Emmitsburg, Maryland. This is finals week. And they are feverishly praying to Our Lady Guadalupe that they get through this week. And also for Father Mike Roach, one of our professors who uh, is on the mend. He was uh, <clears throat> under the weather and taken to the hospital, but doing much better. But still we want prayers for his uh, recovery. We all know the story of this wonderful picture of Our Lady Guadalupe. So I don't want to tell you things you've already heard before. But just to recap, in case you may have forgotten, this image of Our Lady, miraculously imprinted on the tilma of Juan Diego, to this day, scientists cannot explain how it's on there. It's not painted, it's not sewn. And going over 500 years, it should have disintegrated. But that picture remains intact. That image of Our Lady had great impact here in the New World. 
I found some interesting little facts to share with you today. The tilma maintains a steady temperature of 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit. That should ring a bell because that's the same temperature a normal human being's body emits. And yet this is a piece of cloth. And yet it's maintaining this same temperature. And recent studies have shown that when you look into the eyes of Our Lady of Guadalupe and get really close with a magnifying glass, you can see images of people that normally would be seen in a human eye. So that if you were to stick the camera all the way to my eyeball, you'd see yourselves. That's what happens with our eyes, the way they're designed. They reflect. They didn't know that back in 1531. They could not have faked that. But something even more interesting I discovered. In seven years after Our Lady gave this wonderful gift to us, Nine million natives converted to the Catholic Christian faith. Nine million in just several years. Pretty much the same time going on in Europe, however, the Protestant Reformation ensued. Martin Luther nailed his 95 theses on the church door in 1517. And about the same amount of people left the Catholic Church and joined the new religion. And then Our Lady comes to the new world, and now we have nine million. Nine million people, like Juan Diego, embracing the faith. Our Lady of the Americas, Our Lady of Guadalupe, this beautiful image that we heard foretold in the book of Revelation or the Apocalypse. There appeared in the sky a great sign, the woman clothed with the sun, the moon beneath her feet, on her head a crown of 12 stars, and she was with child. And not just with child, but very with child. It looks like she's going to give birth any day, which makes sense. If today's December the 9th, you don't have many shopping days left. Christmas is soon ahead of us. And so, too, in this image of Our Lady. The Blessed Mother spoke to Juan Diego and asked him to have a church built. And so he goes to the bishop, who, of course, thinks this guy's probably been outside too long, and wants a sign, which normally bishops want signs. Makes sense. You could just build something because somebody from the field comes in. And then Our Lady performs this wonderful miracle of the image, but also the roses in dense winter. But look at what she asked of Juan Diego. And all the other apparitions of Our Lady, she asked for prayers of repentance, prayers for the conversion of sinners. She asked that a church be built. At first glance, we might ask ourselves, why? Aren't there enough churches? But is what the church represents and symbolizes. The church is a house of God. The church is the mystical body of Christ. Mary is the mother of Christ, the mother of Jesus, the mother of God, 
And she was given that wonderful title at the Second Vatican Council in Lumen Gentium, Mother of the Church. And so it makes sense that she would want a church built because the church is her son. And people gather, as we are gathering in this chapel today, as people gather in their parish churches every weekend to worship God, to participate in the holy sacrifice of the Mass. And remember, Our Lady was there at Calvary. The woman, the woman we hear about in Revelation today is the same woman foretold in Genesis. When God curses the serpent and says, I'll put enmity between you and the woman. The wedding feast of Cana, when Mary says to her son, they have no more wine. He addresses her as woman. People think immediately, oh, that must be a sign of disrespect. No. I found out the first time I came down here to EWTN some 30 years ago with Father Levis and my mother, that down here in the South, they're very polite. And boys and girls, even when you're 40 years old, you still address your mom and dad as, yes, ma'am, and yes, sir. We do that up north, they think you're up to something. You do it down here, it's a sign of respect. And so Jesus is not dissing his mom when he calls her woman. It's a sign of respect, but it's also identifying her as the woman in Genesis chapter 3. Enmity between you and the woman. And then again, he calls her woman at the foot of the cross. Woman, behold your son. Mary, the mother of Jesus, the mother of God, becomes our mother because Jesus bequeaths us to her. And it makes sense if we are brothers and sisters in Christ. And so too, Juan Diego brings to us this marvelous, miraculous tilma, but it's more than just the tilma. It's the message that Mary is here for all of us, not just for the Europeans, but for the Americas, North and South, Africa, Asia, all over this globe, because her son Jesus came to save all men and women. And on this feast of Our Lady Guadalupe, more than ever, we need to turn to her and say, please, Mother Mary, help us get closer to your divine son. Help us be like you and do whatever he tells us. May God bless us and Mary keep us.